Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, today I'm going to provide an update on the Las Vegas alien story. Um, it's still ongoing. There's, it's still, there are people who are still investigating it. And uh, I, I, think there's, I think it's a credible story, I, like, I've, like I've indicated in previous podcasts. And uh, I've been uh, talking, actually, with a crime scene reconstruction expert. Uh, this, his name is Scott Roeder. He's based in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. He's uh, somebody who he runs a, uh, a business called The Evidence Room. He's, he's world-renowned. Uh, he's, he's actually worked with uh, investigative journalist Ross Coltart from Australia on uh, various in-depth news reports. And uh, I've been talking to him for a few days now. He's actually still uh, analyzing some of the videos that were filmed by Angel and his family uh, or during the early morning hours of May 1st. Uh, they're trying to, trying to ascertain uh, what is there, if there's anything there. And uh, while he has discounted, there was a, a podcast I did recently where, I, where someone uh, from TikTok had put out a video saying that there was this gigantic, enormous, almost elephant-sized being standing beside a uh, uh, these forklifts in the yard of the of this family in Las Vegas, uh, but uh, uh, Scott has pointed out that uh, this is not the case. That this these are just palm trees. So he has said that these are just palm trees. However, he uh, there were also you could see heavy equipment in the backyard, like forklifts, and uh, hiding behind one of the forklifts, uh, there is a, the, there does appear to be something. I'm going to present these three different uh, uh, images that uh, Scott Roeder has provided to me. And uh, you can see that they're, they're, they are different enhancements. If you look at each one, they, they seem a little bit different. Now, the, uh, one of these, the, the one image, it, it looks like uh, it's an alien head, like you, you, what you would see, what you would imagine as an alien head. And he said that there's something there that's not part of that equipment, according to, uh, that's what Scott Roeder's saying. Uh, again, he's still looking into uh, other aspects of the video. And uh, actually, he's going to be on my show on Monday. Uh, so he's because uh, until he uh, finishes his, his analysis, and and so I will have him uh, talking on here uh, during a podcast on Monday, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I was hoping to have it for this weekend, but uh, we do have a somewhat of a preview here because he did provide these images that you're looking at right now. And again, I do think that the uh, the what Scott pointed out to me was that what's strange about these images, they're all different enhancements that he used, and 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 you know they all seem to look different. Uh, so he doesn't understand that, and uh, he does. You know, it, what is it? I don't know. Do they have some sort of ability to cloak them, cloak themselves, and, and it's just hard to photograph them? They, they they have done something apparently that makes it hard to photograph them. Uh, of course, as we all know, that what the what the story that was relayed by Angel is that uh, you know something came down from the sky, some kind of a craft came down in the sky near his property, and when they went to investigate in their yard. Uh, they, when they first went in, into the yard, they saw they were looking at something that was blurry, and then they saw these. Uh, when the blurriness went, disappeared, they saw these two ten foot tall creatures. Um, now. And then there was a 911 call, as we know. He, they called 911, and they reported this to the police, and they were scared. And the police showed up, and the police were scared, as we could tell in the video. Now, the first person that ended up breaking the story was, was a couple weeks later as, as a local Las Vegas podcaster named Doug Papa. He was the original person who broke this story. And then KLAS uh, Channel 8 broke uh, had, a, had a report on, a couple, three reports, I believe, they've had on since about this incident. Uh, and... and 
none of this to me, right? The reason why this does not smell like a hoax to me is I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it all out. For one thing, the 911 call. Why would you do something like this? If you're you're calling 911, you're reporting something like this. You're having the police come to your house. If it's a hoax, right? You're not you're you're, you're asking for trouble. I mean, you could end up that's 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 criminal. You you could get you could get a, a fines, possibly jail time for something like this. You're going to end up before a judge in a courtroom. Why would anybody risk something like that for for this? That's one thing, right? The other thing is is they're reporting 10-foot-tall aliens. I mean, if you're going to come up with a hoax, think about it. If somebody was going to hoax something like this, why say they were 10-foot-tall aliens? I mean, think about it. It's very rare. It's not. They have been reported. I've read different stories over the years where people have seen these things. Usually, uh, they're extremely tall, praying mantis-like looking beings. And that's what could, what that's possibly might have been what these people have seen. That's one thing. So why not just say, if you're going to pull off a hoax, why don't you, why don't you just go to the old tried and true three and a half foot tall, four foot aliens, which which most people see, which most people encounter over the years, uh, according to people who have been abducted or have, or have seen these things. When Sometimes there's been stories where these craft land and people see these diminutive beings walking around the craft. There's all kinds of stories, but usually these beings are usually small. But yet these people who, some people out there in the world of the internet are saying, well, yeah, it must be a hoax, right? Because they're, uh, because they're, because, because, why? I mean, no, I don't think so. Again, you're looking at your 911 call. I don't think that's, that's not going to happen. Then the other part, 10 foot beings. Why would you say that? Why, why not just go with the three and a half to four foot tall? No, no, they're saying 10 feet tall. Okay, that's the other thing. So I, that that all these things are ruling out hoaxes. Then another uh, point that's been made is that uh, apparently someone uh, angel contacts KLAS or other news outlets and says, "Yeah, we'll talk to you if you want to come and talk to us." Right? And then the reporters show up and they don't answer the door. Uh, people say that's a sign of a hoax. I don't see that. I think it's the opposite. If you're pulling off a hoax. Right, you want you're going to answer the door. You're going to be saying all kinds of stuff. You you want you want people to know this because that means you're obviously out to try to make some money or something out of this. I mean, look at 2009, the balloon boy case. Remember that? We had these parents say that their uh, kid got uh, was in a in a weather balloon and the balloon took is flying floating around and their kids in there, their little kid, and then it turned out the kid was in was in an attic the whole time and then the family got in trouble. It turned out to be a big hoax. That in 2007 in Georgia, there were two guys, a police officer and a car salesman, said that they captured a Bigfoot. Uh, they found a Bigfoot carcass, rather, and uh, they had it uh, in an ice chest. And, and this this story went on for like a week or two. It was on CNN. It was an international story. These two these two guys were going having press conferences saying they're going to reveal it all to the world. And when it finally came down to it, they, when they opened up this ice case, there was this uh, what what was what was inside was a a Bigfoot costume or an ape costume stuffed with uh, dead animal guts. It was all a big hoax. You know, that's, that's, that's people, those people were very forward and, and, and outgoing on this. Look at the alien autopsy from uh, the 90s. You had, uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Ray Santilli said that, you know, this is, this video is really sold, sold it for a lot of money. It made a lot of, uh, made a lot of money for him. 13 years later, he finally admitted it was a hoax. I thought that was a hoax right from the get-go. I always said that was a hoax from the get-go. I didn't, I, there's just no way that that was real for a lot of different reasons. But there are people who pull off hoaxes and when they do, they're trying to make something out of it, make money out of it. This family, it's the opposite. They don't want any attention. They don't want, they want their privacy. They, they don't want to be, that's what it seems like from the outside. If you're an outsider looking in at this story, there's there are attempts by different news 
organizations to talk to these people. These people don't want anyone to talk to them. They want their privacy. It seems like the young man, the, the angel, he's more outgoing. And it seems like this, his parents are saying, hey, stop doing this. We don't want all this attention. But Angel, you know, he created his own little YouTube channel to talk about it. But that was after the fact. That was after they were already contacted. And that's the other thing to think about. These people weren't, it wasn't like this happened. And the next day they're all over YouTube saying, hey, this is what happened to us. No, apparently uh, Doug Papa and KLAS got wind of this story through the, through the police and eventually went to these people and then talked to them. And that's when the stories start coming out. Uh, not it wasn't like they they initiated anything they did they didn't do anything angel didn't come up with his little youtube channel until after the fact uh until after the reports start coming out until after the doug papa show and and the klas report then he made his little youtube video and there's nothing wrong with that I, to me none of this smells like a hoax right and 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 the other thing is the, the police actually put a camera up according to reports from doug papa uh, the Doug uh, Papa podcast, and he's been showing up on News Nation recently talking about this too. Uh, kudos to News Nation for for reporting on this story. That's good, um, and kudos for Doug uh, Papa for continuing to look into this. He's in Vegas there, and he has access to the family, so kudos to him too. Um, so they're still looking in, into this. The police felt, according to Papa, that they that they felt strongly enough that they put up a security camera there. The, 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 Filmed the property the, 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 as surveillance. Then they took it down, then they put it back up again. And now another thing that Pop is talking about, when he was on News Nation recently, he was talking about how uh, uh, 16 minutes of footage, of uh, police body cam footage is missing. It's gone, scrapped. What uh, For what reason? Why? And there was some uh, investigator from this local police department in Las Vegas that looked into this but is not telling anybody what he found. He's not talking about it. There, this is still a, a, a. There's a lot of moving pieces here. This story is not finished yet. I, I, I still think that there's something to this. I do not think this is a hoax. I don't think it's. it's it, I, there's just it's. It doesn't smell of hoax at all to me. It just doesn't. Although there are people all over the internet just sitting back in their armchairs and just uh, pro, making proclamations without really looking at all all the information that's out there or even thinking about why what kind of hoax is this if it's a hoax because it doesn't make any sense to me it's not uh so that's where i'm at with it but there was another video and i'm gonna play a little snippet from it that was put out by somebody uh just yesterday on youtube a mr mr excuse me a mr mbb333 and he did a little analysis of some of the video where there was some of the family members about standing at a gate looking into the darkness in the backyard. And he did some enhancements on it. And this is what he saw. And I'll just play a little clip from it. And I'll also leave the link for this so you can check it out for yourself. I do some enhancement work and I make this area over here that's very dark. I make it bright. And I use multiple techniques as you're going to see something start to appear over here that looks like, a, for lack of a better description, a large stick man. See something over there moving around. You can see what could be interpreted as a torso. You could see what could be interpreted as a head. You could see what could be interpreted as an extremity here, an extremity down here, here. Look, there's something there moving. Totally something moving. And they're both looking in that direction. So was there something over there in the dark? According to this video, yes. But I'll leave that up to you guys to decide. All I did was add some light to the darkness over there. And this is in the backyard of where they claim to have seen 100% non-human creatures in their backyard that were somewhere between the neighborhood of 8 and 10 feet tall. 
And I know that's hard to wrap your mind around. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around it. But this is the original video, and all I've done to it is lighten it up and, and use some techniques that kind of pull forward things that, that we may not be able to see in the dark, right? Kind of remove layers of darkness, and there you go. There is something there. Exactly what it is, guys, I don't know, but I will say this. I'm not as skeptical as I was before I started working on this segment right here. So, I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm going to have more on this uh, on Monday when I talk to uh, Scott Roeder, who's the crime scene reconstruction expert. Again, I was talking to him again today. He's still analyzing it. He's, he's going to be analyzing the footage that we just uh, looked at, and he's going to come up with his determination on that. I don't know. When you look at this, is is to me, it looks like there's something there. But again, we needs further analysis. This case needs to be investigated further. That's all anybody should be everybody should want that why just sit back and just proclaim it's a hoax when you just it's it's you shouldn't be doing that it's there's this needs more investigation and when it needs the investigation now while the story is hot so that's where i'm at with it and and of course uh on monday i should have more on this when i uh have i bring scott roeder on this show so i'm really looking forward to that anyway we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back Okay, we are back. Uh, I want to talk about one of the debunkers out there, somebody who I really haven't talked about much on my show, but it's somebody who deserves to be talked about a lot right now. Uh, it's Michael Shermer. He's the founding publisher of Skeptic Magazine. This guy has been around since, I, I remember, at least 30 years. I, I, I remember the, the minute I saw this guy on a documentary about UFOs back in the 90s, I knew that he was... Uh, uh, disingenuous right from the start i remember he was talking about roswell or something and whatever he said it was completely idiotic and stupid and it continues and continues to this day but he has been really making noise on twitter ever uh, a lot lately i mean ever since uh, the david grush interview and uh, i want to talk about some of the things he's saying and this was from uh june 11th uh and he was talking about the interview that uh grush had just given to uh, ross coltart on that appeared on News Nation. And this is what he wrote. He said, In my opinion, after 30 years of studying pseudoscience, cults, cons, and conspiracies, I would have to rank David Grush in the top 10 of all time B bull. I'm not going to say the word because I don't curse on this show. Bull Essers. That was a master class in bunkum, blather, and cod swallop. If you hang your UFO hat on this guy, you're going to be disappointed. That's unbelievable that he made that statement when you really think about it. I actually responded to this tweet and I wrote back to him. I said, yeah, of course you'd say he's a liar because when it's proven that there is in fact non-human intelligent beings present here that are technologically superior to us, your pseudo-skeptic career gets exposed for the grift it's always been. That's my response to Michael Shermer and his ridiculous skeptic uh, stance that he's taken all these years on the UFO topic. But anyway, let's just look at that tweet for a minute. I just want to uh, point something out. He's using master class in bunkum, blather, and cod swallop. I mean, who uses those words today? I mean, this is a guy, this guy's attempt. Those words, when they haven't been in vogue since like 1890. Bunkum, blather, cod swallop. I mean, come on, who uses those words? The only reason he does this kind of thing because he wants the other people, he wants his marks to, to think that, oh, he, he must be really intelligent that he that he has uh, uh, words like this in his vocabulary. Bunkum, blather, and cod swallop. That's a bunch of cod swallop. I mean, nobody talks like this in, in these days again. It is totally ridiculous. But let me just point something out. 
there was a tweet that was uh, put up to, uh, that I saw today on Twitter from Rob Sheridan, a, a Twitter user named Rob Sheridan, and he posted a David Grush fact check. Okay, the, the, and it's basically all these... Grush is the real deal. I mean, this guy, he's testified under oath in a skiff. I mean, that's a top secret facility where nobody could... There's nobody else has access. Anybody that... You, you can't get near a skiff. A regular pers- person out there can't get near a skiff. I mean, this is a top secret facility where where no information could, could leak from it. It's impossible. It's... He's testified under oath in a skiff. I mean, that's one thing. He's maintained. He still maintains his security clearances. He uh, he's represented by the former inspector general. Still, right now, he's still he's still rep- being represented legally by a uh, uh, the for- a former inspector general. Uh, he has a, a national geospatial intelligence agency. Uh, he was a national geospatial intelligence agency senior advisor to the UAP task force. He has a GS-15 pay scale. He's making over well over $100,000 a year for the kind of job he, he's done. He co-authored the 2023 National Defense Authorization Act language, the whistleblower language. He actually helped to write that. Uh, he's aware of uh, I- illegal crash retrieval uh, program directors. He's, a, he's aware of illegal crash retrieval program locations, and he's aware of illegal crash retrieval documentation. This guy, he's testified to all these things under oath, but yet you have uh, debunkers like Michael Shermer out there saying he's, he's in the top 10 all-time uh, liars. Uh, that's what he's saying. I mean, that's unbelievable. You know why? Because Shermer's scared. Shermer's squirming in his seat. You know, he because he sees the writing on the wall. They're afraid. They don't want this to happen. They don't want disclosure to happen. People like Shermer, all these years. Uh, I mean, this guy just—he's—he's he's a big-time disinformation agent, no question about it. Of course, he goes on. He—he's been tweeting so many different ridiculous things since. I mean, all every day, all the time. And I'm just going to go through some of them here that I, I, I want to point out. Here's here's another one from uh, June 11th where he talks about if ETIs have such advanced technology, uh, anti-gravity engines, warp drive, etc., that they can traverse the vast distances of interstellar space to find Earth, but they keep crashing? Apollo LEM was able to land on the moon with less computing power than cell phones. Why is that? And of course, I've talked about this recently. They're they're pointing out that oh, if they're coming up, this is the, this is a new one that they they, they love to uh, point out. They love to hang their hat on this one that oh, they're, they're coming all these distances and then they're crashing on the. Uh, uh, that's impossible. They they wouldn't that, that wouldn't happen. Well, how do they know that wouldn't happen? I just don't understand their argument. But I've I've been pointing out the last few days. Uh, or the last week, I guess, I actually wrote back to him. I said, on average, there are over a thousand general aviation aircraft accidents per year, along with an average of 12.5 commercial aircraft crashes annually. Conversely, over the past 78 years, aliens have only had one crash every 6.5 years. Your argument is dumb. So basically, if you there was some whistleblowers that had been talking to Michael Schellenberger recently uh, for an article that appeared on uh, Substack, and uh, according to these whistleblowers, there's 12 to 15 uh, crash uh, recovered craft. Uh, so if you do the math, that's that means every six point around every 6.5 years. So compared to how many times humans crash aircraft, it's a it's a big difference there. Uh, but again, technology it doesn't seem to matter what it is. It, it goes bad sometimes, right? Uh, mistakes are made. Uh, who, who knows what the reasons are? But apparently, it's happening. Uh, what what some of some of the other things he's been saying. Uh, 
this this was on June 11th. Dear News Nation, will you uh, present physical evidence of aliens, high resolution photographs, your your camera crew in the hangar where the alien spaceship and bodies are stored, or are we in for yet another show with someone who says they met someone who says they saw touched the craft? I guess he's talking. Okay, this was talking. This was before the uh, News Nation exclusive, uh, and I wrote back to him on the 12th. Uh, I said, not only did he meet people who told him things. Grush. He saw classified documents, photos, and videos that the public has not yet seen. Those documents have also been seen by the Inspector General. What part of classified do you not understand? So, again, everything that he's putting out here, everything is so, it just seems so desperate. I mean, this is so desperate. Okay, here's another one. Uh, he says on this is on June 11th people ask my opinion of pilots Ryan Graves and David Fravor who saw UAPs since their credentials are stellar here is my answer courtesy of astronaut and pilot Scott Kelly whose credibility is second to none being a pilot or astronaut does not guarantee verisimilitude of observation so uh and he was pointing out to uh, something where Scott Kelly had said that uh uh he said the highly trained observer concept is basically nonsense and that humans make mistakes uh, uh so basically saying that all these credible people credible people who say they saw things they're making mistakes so that's what Shermer's trying to put out there and uh and i wrote back to him i said on twitter i said just like you're a human michael being an armchair debunker does not guaranteed verisimilitude of observation in fact armchair debunkers possess limited critical thinking skills they're masters however at deception and hiding data that doesn't support their proclamations. Yeah. And here was another really crazy one that he put out. All of this is June 11th. This is all on June 11th that Michael Shermer's putting. I mean, this guy's been going crazy because of this grush stuff. It's driving these people crazy. Uh, he, he, wrote, he writes, uh, In the 1990s, I met ufologist Whitley Strieber on Bill Maher's Politically Incorrect. In the green room before the show, I asked him what he did when he wasn't writing about being abducted by aliens. He told me that he writes science fiction, fantasy, and horror novels. Okay. So basically, what he's trying to say there, of course, is obvious. He's just trying to say, whoa, whoa, this guy's already write a science fiction and fantasy and horror novelist. Right, so oh, and now he's saying he's been abducted by aliens. Oh, that makes it totally uh, ridiculous. That obviously this guy's a liar. That's what he's trying to say there. I responded to him. I said, uh, the kids at Ariel in 1994 were school children. Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker were shipyard workers. Barney Hill was a mailman. Betty Hill was a social worker. Donald Shrum built missiles. Streber's a novelist. So what? People you disparage come from all walks of life. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this is, this is the stuff again, another one from June 11th. He says, what bugs me about the UFO stuff is that it is corrupting the legit search for ETIs that are very probably out there. Instead, we have all this BS about nuke tampering, alien tech, and stories about anal probes, crop circles, cattle mutilations, etc. What would Carl say? Talking about Carl Sagan. Of course, I responded again. I said, what legit search? SETI? Give me a break. You're a modern-day flat earther, Michael. The only reason you hate the subject so much is because you're scared of it. You don't like it. It's not a reality you're willing to accept, even though it's right there in front of your face. Yeah, this guy is just a piece of work, and it's... uh, I, I just... I can't... It seems to me like it's incredible desperation that's been going on with this guy. Okay, here was another one that he that he put out there. He says... 
Uh, if you want to know what ufologists, at least some, really believe, this is full disclosure indeed. A shadow government is really running the United States, and an Antarctica neutrino experiment is a high-energy weapon that triggered the Christchurch earthquake. We had anti-gravity tech in 1954, and disclosure of ETIs is coming any day now, which Greer has been saying since 2001. Well, of course, as a lot of people know, I'm not a big uh, Greer fan. Uh, but basically what he's trying to do is lump everybody who's interested in the subject with the idea with Greer, uh, which I don't think would be fair. It's not, that can't be fair. I mean, there's different camps in this field, right? I think there's more serious camps and then there's more outrageous camps. And I, I think that Greer actually is in the more outrageous camp. Uh, and I don't agree with a lot of the things he says. I don't agree with a lot of the things that he does. Uh, but of course... This is a, this is an attempt by Shermer to basically make everybody who's interested in the subject, everybody who knows that there's something going on, or everyone who's a lot of us people who suspect something's going on and who want to see the truth, he wants to make them all look silly. So I, I wrote back to him, says character assassination is something the debunkers are good at. Shermer is an expert. He definitely, most certainly is. He's an expert. Uh, and then he, 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 there was one more, uh, one more here. I'm going to put out. It says here, um, he, this is on June 13th. He writes, "Imagine if Avi Loeb returned from the South Pacific, announced he had discovered the relic of an ETI technology, but said they failed to take any photos and accidentally lost it. Then presented an artist rendition like this. He would be discredited. This is where ufology is today." And he has a picture here. Of, of a case from 1961 in Italy where there was some people in a boat and there's a flying saucer over it. So he's saying that basically well, where ufology is today is basically people with draw, showing you drawings and saying this is what we saw, which is totally bogus. I mean, how many different pictures and videos have we seen over the last how many years all the time? This is something that's happening all the time. But yet he's trying to make it saying that this is where ufology is today, which is totally ridiculous. I wrote back to him. I said, you're so out of touch so disingenuous and so desperate. You have cemented a place in history as a ridiculous, absurd charlatan who refused to examine the data and instead issued phony proclamations from an armchair to, delib to deliberately misinform the suckers. So that was my response to him. Again, this guy is all over, all over Twitter these days and he's really been more active than, than usual. A lot of these, I mean, Mike, uh, Mick West has been working OT, as I, I pointed out recently. He's... He's been working OT on this, and uh, they're they are going crazy with this stuff. And it's in a way, it's fun to see, but in a way, it's you, it's all coming out. It's all there for the uh, an intelligent mind to understand what's going on here. The, the the character assassination, you know, basically making trying to make lump people in with other people to make them the whole thing look ridiculous. I mean, this guy has not done any real research into this subject at all. All they do is, I mean, they need, they, they, all they do is sit back in their chairs and just make proclamations, and that's it. That's all they ever do. They're not really investigators. They're nobodies. And, and, but yet, for some reason, people uh, listen to them. Sometimes, the, a lot of times, people like Mick West, Michael Shermer, they're on TV. They're getting interviewed for their comments when they know nothing. They know nothing, but yet mainstream news, you know, carts them on like they're some sort of expert. They're not. They're not experts. They're dum dums. They're du they're they're deceivers. That's who they are. But uh, yeah, 
Uh, that's a, I just wanted to point out the how Michael Shermer has been basically falling apart these days. I think it was something that, uh, you know, I wanted to specifically focus on him. I mean, this guy, again, he's the founder of Skeptic Magazine, and you need to see, go to Twitter, type in Michael Shermer, check him out, you'll see what I'm talking about. This guy's he's falling apart right now, and, and you got to love it in a way, really. Anyway, until next time. Thank <music> you.